Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today, I'm joined with Wendy Koch. Yes, she's my friend. She's also a podcaster. She's got the Juicy Pear podcast. And guys, she has been in the military. It's been years, but I really wanted to talk to her about why she went into the military. She's also got some gifts, and I also wanted to talk about that. So, Wendy, welcome to the show. Hey, I'm so excited to be here, Leslie. Thanks so much for inviting me on. Oh, let me tell you, it's always fun talking to you. I had you on before. Good time together, don't we? We do. We have so much fun. Well, what I love, though, too, is you like a lot of the same things I like. And I love that you have abilities, and we're going to get there. But tell me what got you into going into the Army. Goodness sakes. So, yeah. So, this has been like several decades. I don't know if I can say how many decades, but it's been quite a while. But, yeah, I basically, after I graduated high school, I went to college for a year. And I kind of decided, you know, I didn't really want to go into all four years of college right away after that year. And I wanted to do something different. I wanted to have the ability to travel and get paid for it and kind of went through a bad breakup as well. Mm -hmm. So all those things kind of came together. And I thought, you know, it really was sort of kind of happenstance that I did join the service. I feel like, God, it was like I was by myself. I was looking at me. You remember like the yellow pages. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I was just kind of paging through it and just sort of stumbled across military and I gave them a call and they said, yeah, come down. And I went down to the military and they they have different little branches. It's all the same building. They have like the Marines and Army and Air Force and all that. And I originally was going to I wanted to do the Air Force. And um, but I didn't want to do the four year commitment. Oh, and so right. okay. the army was just like across the way. And they're like, hey, come on over here. I'm like, OK, <laughs> um, it's just funny. Yeah. All the recruiters are just kind of stationed in the same building. Right. So I chatted with him for a little bit. And turns out I ended up joining for four years anyway, because there's certain tasks and different things that I could do. And I didn't want to be a light wheel mechanic. I didn't want to be a cook. Um, there was a waiting list to be a reporter. I, I don't, what I really wanted to do was quite a long waiting list. So I don't know, make a long story short, I ended up doing personal management specialist and it was a four year commitment though. And so I went ahead and signed it and I did it and I was on the delayed entry program. So like six months later, I was on a bus to basic training. <laughs> wow. Well, let me tell you something that takes a lot of guts to decide you're just going to go into I know I was in trouble when I could hear them yelling <laughs> I was on the bus I could hear them yelling before we were even off the bus and let me tell you they do this all on purpose right so they do it in the middle of the night they want to purposely disorientate you you know when you're going on to your your main base you have your duffel bag full of stuff you know you're disorientated it's in the middle of the night you don't know where you're at it was in the middle of the night the bus stops And you could hear the drill sergeants outside of the bus yelling. And I thought, oh, my goodness, what did I get myself into? Man, you're just like, okay, I had a bad breakup. I wasn't thinking straight. And now I'm in the freaking military. It was ridiculous. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, what the heck? Um, See, I'm spreading awareness on guys. Think twice before you do something Before you look at the yellow pages. But no, seriously. One thing that I remember, um, because I know you went into the military and I know some of the background, but I remember you talking about a story that was a little funky, a little strange, a little scary. And I think you were in a different country. Yes. 
Okay, so I was stationed in Fort Hood, Texas for the majority of my four-year commitment. Okay. I was there for like three years, okay. and then I got orders to go to Desert Storm in Saudi Arabia, oh, wow. and there for like seven months, wow. and that was ridiculous. <laughs> we were in tents. You know, wow. there was no brick or mortar building. It was actual tent that we were out there. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. It was crazy. I, you know, and you do that kind of thing when you're young. I, I just, I can't imagine now. I can't believe I did that. You know, yeah. I think back, oh, my God, <laughs> what was I thinking? I mean, for, well, first of all, I had no choice. I had to, you know, when you have orders to go, right. you have to do it. And, of course, there were some people in our unit that chose not to go. They, you know, they were like, oh, I'm not doing this. I'm not you know, they could get pregnant, you get pregnant, you don't have to go. You oh. could claim, you know, you had a mental disability or whatever. There was a few people that did that, actually, in our oh. unit, come to think of it. It's been a while, but yeah, there was a, there was a few. So you're in this tent in Saudi Arabia. That sounds fantastic. And I don't think it was like glamping, right? <laughs> no, no. So there was like 12 <laughs> of us and we were on cots and, you know, we had our sleeping bag and, you know, our duffel bag full of, you know, our combat boots and, you know, our uniforms, our gas mask and, and things Man. and uh yeah so the floor was sand and so yeah i know what story you're talking about so i was there a total of um i want to say seven and a half eight months okay. we were going to leave in about a week mm-hmm. we knew we had orders to leave saudi arabia we were going to go back to the to the states so of course there was this big desert shmall which is equivalent to like a tornado and it was way off. And, you know, there's not a lot of landmarks in the desert. So you can see for miles and miles. And I remember one of the sergeants, um, he kind of liked me. He was kind of, you know, kind of kept his eye on me, tried to you know, help me through stuff. And right. he knocked on the tent and said, Wendy, look over there. I said, oh, my God, what is that? And it looked like a like a wall of sand. And it was, you wow. know, it was going to it was a ways away. But he said, that's just small and it's headed our way. And we need to, you know, hunker down and get things ready and it's going to be bad here. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh my God. It, it was horrible. It was horrible. We were standing on our cots. It was so loud. The wind was so loud. And it was just quite the storm. And we were trying to hold down the tent. I thought we were going to just float away. There was like about five huge tents, right? Mm. One of the tents did float away. It just like blew off. Yeah. Um, it was one of the guys' tents. And there was mud everywhere. It was ridiculous. And it was right before we were supposed to leave. So all our equipment was just full of dirt. And um, I remember one of my tent mates, she took her Bible out and she was reciting the Bible and it was it was so loud you could hardly hear her. But we were scared. We were like hanging on to the tent, you know, making sure it wasn't going to blow away because we didn't know what was going to happen. But yeah, I don't even know why I got into that. But yeah, that was one of the main storms there. But yeah, the story that you're thinking about was it was the first night that I was out in the desert Mm. and, you know, it was stressful. We didn't know really what to expect. It was just a very vivid, vivid encounter that I had. So it, it was in the middle of the night. We were sound asleep and I had woke up and I kind of was floating up and I could see everybody. You know, I was looking down at everybody and they all looked like they were in their like sleeping pods. You know, yeah. <laughs> they're all, you know, in their sleeping bags. And I remember thinking, oh, that's really strange that how can I see from this vantage point? Right. Right. And I just kept floating up and up, and then I hit the, the top of the tent, and I couldn't float anymore. And as soon as I realized, oh, wait a minute, what the heck? <laughs> and then I went back into my body or whatever. But oh that was God. a very real out-of-body experience, and I think it was either caused by stress or just um, the circumstances that we were in. 
I don't know, but uh, yeah, very vivid. I'll never forget that. That was that was crazy. That, okay, first of all, that's scary. And well, I understand you're trying to get the hell out of Afghanistan, and so if that required an out of body experience, I get it. Uh, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but no, I have to say though, that's probably a very beautiful country. I mean, I don't know if you got to see any of it. There is a lot of beauty in it. It's just so exotic and so different, you know, from what we're used to. Um, There's mountains there. And we did jump three times in Saudi Arabia. And I actually saw a little more of the bordering country of Bahrain. So I was in Bahrain for a little bit. And it's very interesting. I was there because I had to have my foot looked at. I was going to possibly get surgery on it because it was just very painful. Um, But ended up not getting that. But anyway, that's why I ended up in Bahrain. But there was just like the along the beach there that we were driving along, there's all these boats and they're all docked and, you know, they were tipped over on the side. And I was oh, just like, what? Wow. Why is that? You know? Yeah. There was a ton of them. And I don't know what the reason was for that. But yeah. Yeah. no, when you said you were, you jumped, were you skydiving? Jumped as in we moved. It's just a term for oh. we moved um, post. <laughs> You jumped? No wonder you had foot problems. You jumped into Bahrain? <laughs> well, like we, we would jump like from, you know, like oh, a yeah. couple hours away and then we would make camp and, you know, stay there for a, like a month or two. And then we would go to another region in Saudi Arabia. Right. I shouldn't have jumped. I should have just said we moved. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I mean, that's your, your, you know, army terminology. Now, I know you weren't there a real long time, but four years, yes. But guys, I wanted to also have Wendy talk about her experiences on her family's little lake estate uh it's kind of like a dirty dancing kind of place where people would camp and they have like dance lessons and stuff like that now i don't think they had like restaurants or anything but wendy can tell you but some strange things happened there and i'm just gonna let wendy tell my listeners what's going on with that yeah i've had a lot of different people say you know what your place reminds me of dirty dancing yeah, yeah. <laughs> minus the dance lessons yeah yeah it did kind of look like that i mean the you know it wasn't all that elaborate but we did have eight cabins in you know our house and it was yeah. right along the lake it was great we had three docks we had wow. boats that you could rent out um, a canoe and we had like a fish house where guys that would fish can go and clean their fish for the oh, evening nice. and have it that evening. Uh, yeah, we, it was just, it was a fantastic place to grow up. Yeah. But there was an element there that was very, there was some strange things going on. Like I would hear noises uh, in the woods across the street. So we lived right out in the country, about seven miles out of town. It's a small town, about 5,000 people. Okay up in northern Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Uh, The town is Tomahawk. And uh, just great place, just beautiful, sleepy town, right? But we heard um, some strange noises out in the woods. And, you know, my mom heard it, and she goes, what the heck is that? I go, I don't know, Mom. I've been telling you, my friends and I have been trying to tell you what this noise was. And she didn't believe me until she finally, she was walking out. I think she was checking her mail or whatever, and she heard it. And it sounded like some sort of prehistoric, I don't know, it, it didn't sound human, I'll, Whoa, I'll say that. Really? Yeah. And she said, is that what you were telling me about? And I said, yes. And she's like, oh, that is strange. Okay. All right. Yeah. So we heard that uh, she had seen a UFO when she was a young girl in that area. She grew up in that area. And there's just something very, uh, a creepy element to it. I, I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is, but... I do have a sixth sense, and I could always tell that there was something sort of mystical around that whole area. Mm-hmm. When my husband and I went to visit like a few years ago, and he's very analytical. He's not, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. any of the woo-woo stuff at all. I, I hear you. Neither is mine. Yeah, he's like, 
you know, I can't put my finger on it, but there is something a little off. Really? <laughs> I know, right? I know. Um, wow. So basically, I wanted to capture that pulse. I just thought that would make a great premise for my book, A Gray Resort. Yes. Yeah, of course, I elaborated on some things, but there's some things that happened that were true that I predicted. You know, I would know things, and I, I don't know where I got this ability. Well, actually, I do. I, I'm fairly sure I got it from my mom and then my grandmother. Oh, wow because they had those abilities as well. But I would know when things were going to happen to people, not so good things. And it, it started when I was a young girl. And I have that in my book too. When I was growing up, I just didn't know, you know, I thought it was like bad. And I didn't realize then, you know, I didn't know enough about it. I was just scared. And I was like, why am I privy to all this information? Right, you know, yeah. getting it, I didn't know where it was coming from. And it wasn't like I was sitting there like, oh, who's going to, pass away today it wasn't anything like that it was right. just you know I'd be going along about my business and I would get this very intuitive hit with mm -hmm. either um, you know if I was talking to someone that I knew and I would just be like oh okay this is going to happen and, and it was wow. like and I had no control over where or when but that just would be the possibility that would happen to them and yeah so I wrote about it in my book I thought it would make an interesting story and you know, though, Wendy, you know, when you're talking about when you're in the military in Afghanistan, and you were like floating, like had an out of body experience, we kind of made fun of that a little bit. But I do think that that's part of your ability, maybe you're able to astral travel. And maybe your extra sixth sense or whatever we want to call the the ability you have, what is that? Uh, a psychic ability a precognition? <laughs> Yeah, I think I have precognition and psychic ability for sure. Okay. Um, so I've had two instances. The one was when I was in Saudi and floating up. That was very distinct. And one where I was dreaming, but it was such an extremely vivid dream where this is going to sound weird, but I, I was just traveling down this wormhole or whatever, and I was going faster and faster, just like how you would see in the movies. I was, I was in it. I was in it. And I was getting scared. The longer I was in the dream or dream state, I'm like, where am I going? Where am I going? And they're like, just wait. And I was <laughs> kept going. I'm like, no, I don't want to. And I woke right up, but it was so extremely vivid that I'm like, how could I, how could I dream something like that? So I think that was possibly me going I don't know where I was going, but I was kind of scared. I didn't really want to go there, so I didn't complete the trip. <laughs> well, and you know, the thing is, with your abilities, they are passed down. Like, if your grandmother had some abilities, then your mom had some abilities, and now you do. Do your kids, do you think any of them have any? Absolutely. Really? Um, I feel, yeah, I think my son doesn't, but my daughters, all three of my daughters, I feel, have it in some capacity. Really? My one daughter who had colic when she was quite young, and she had it for like a good 18 months. I'm like, oh my God, we were ripping our hair out with that one. We weren't sure how to handle yeah. her. Thank God we were patient people. But I feel like she had so much coming at her at such a young age. Mm -hmm. She was so in tune to everything around her that it was just, it was too overwhelming. And that's why she was crying so much. I, I really do feel that way. She's 18 now and we've kind of talked about it. And she's like, oh yeah. And I go, do you kind of know about things and people? And she goes, oh yeah. And so she's really? kind of got anxiety. And I feel yeah. like really from that and a younger daughter. She she really has second sight or whatever you want to call it. She definitely has it as well. Um, and, and people like go to her. She's got a very calming way about her and she's very confident. I wish I was that confident at her age. She's only like 15. But yeah, definitely they have those gifts. 
Well, you know what, with her being so calm, it's almost like a healing effect. You know, sometimes they gain abilities and then, you know, gain other kinds of abilities that maybe you or your mother or grandmother didn't have, but they have their own set. Because, you know, I love that, you know, you can talk to your kids about it. Are you still taking Reiki classes? I am. So yeah, I'm doing like healing with bowls, singing bowls. I'm kind of doing that because I really feel like sound is so important and it's important in healing. It really can do a lot of things. And there's just a lot of stuff I'm learning about that. And I absolutely love it. I'm trying to fit in all this stuff. But yeah, and I feel like we really have the ability to heal ourselves with a lot of things. Not everything, of course, but I just think it's fantastic. And it's just amazing what the human body can do and everything that we can accomplish. And we can do more than we know. We really can. I think a lot of people kind of shut themselves off to that because they're either scared or they're not quite sure how to deal with it. But I think anybody really could kind of open the door on that if they wanted to. It's just, you know, do they want to? Right. I was listening to somebody, um, and I don't remember, it was, I think it was on YouTube, and they were talking about, these doctors were talking about these patients, they were going to replace their knees. They had knee replacement surgery, and they ended up not doing the surgery. It was a placebo effect, and but they told them they did it. Guess what? They all healed themselves. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Human mind is so powerful. I mean, we are we can manifest so many things we don't even realize. And it's saying things into existence. That's why I really am careful with my words. I try to be. Yes. And, you know, try to be careful with my thoughts because really, you know, you attract what you talk about. What Absolutely. You, yeah, yeah. So I try not to get into the negative. I mean, you can't, I'm not going around being 100% all happy all the time. That's not, uh, <laughs> that's, Reality, yeah. yeah, people, you can manifest your own destiny, really. And I think the easiest way to get there is to try to get your mind in a calm state. And that's mm-hmm. through meditation. Right, right. I mean, I'm doing more now than I ever have. Mm-hmm. And it really does help. Do I do it every day? No. I try to do it several times a week, though. And it really does yes. help. Yeah, because, you know, when you're talking about meditation or guys, just sit quietly and just listen to your own thoughts. You know, listen to the world around you, that kind of thing. You don't have to fall asleep. I think some people end up falling asleep. But what I what I do sometimes, let's just say that, I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with me. But if there were, or or I even just say, hey, you know, I asked my mom, you know, sometimes I, you guys all know I talk to my mom sometimes. She is deceased. Or I talk to my guides and I'm like, guides, mom, if there's anything in my body that, you know, I need healing from or, you know, whatever it is, please just, you know, put a white light around me and just take whatever it is inside me, you know, work on me tonight while I'm sleeping or whatever. And I just believe it. Do you do that like every day or like a couple of times or just like when you're, whenever you get that feeling like, Ooh, I don't know if there's something feels wrong and I, I want to have some support. Well, I do it often just because, you know, both my parents died of cancer and not that I ever have that scare right now. I'm fine. But you know, I, I just, you know, when the world shoves all this sickness is happen with you, I don't good. just get a, that's not happening with you. That's not your path. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, good. I'm so glad you said that because, <laughs> but yeah, I, I You've had enough of it with your family. It's, it's enough. Yeah. Good. Well, yeah, because you can predict. I, I, well, I've heard I'm going to live a long, long life, but I don't know about that part, but I hope I do. Yeah, I think you are. Yay. 
<laughs> I yeah, I I just heard a sad story today about somebody that passed away, you know, in their twenties yes. from cancer. And it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I just so I try to wake up with gratitude and, and be grateful and try not to be, you know, like, oh, why didn't I why don't I have this yet or why hasn't this happened yet or whatever? And then I kind of think of that and just try to have a little bit more gratitude because that really helps too, because when you have gratitude, then it's almost like the universe will give you more of yes. uh, of the good stuff, right? Yeah, and having gratitude, in my opinion, is healing. It's that warm, happy feeling, but also just the fact that, you know, when you ask for things from your guides to, you know, take care of you, give you any kind of notice on anything else or whatever, or heal you. I do it often just because, you know, I want to be as in good shape as I can be when I do the podcast or when I talk to just friends or whatever. I want to be in, in good shape, mind and spirit, you know? I, absolutely. I want to get this mind to keep it, you know, <laughs> I want to yeah. keep all the fat, you know, yeah. It's like, because you think about that, you know, as you're getting older, like, gosh, I want to be able to keep doing this. And, you know, I feel like your mom and your spirit guides or whatever, they can give you signs. It can be like a song on the radio. It could be anything that you see, like going about your day. Really, they do have signs. I was not having a good day the other day and I was having computer problems. And oh my God, it just, that just drives me nuts when I have to like call in and and (laughs) talk to, oh my God. You know, you get the 45 minutes before you can get a live person kind of thing. And I was dreading it and I had to do it because it, you know, I had some issue with my website, whatever. But I wasn't, you know, I was dreading the whole process. I I was dreading making the call. And then, you know, when I was on hold, I was I was like, this is just such kind of a time suck. Right. I just I hated the whole thing. So right when I was just being miserable, I look out the window and I'm up on the third floor and we have really high windows and there's this cardinal looking in right at me. I mean, there's a, you know, sitting on a branch, just looking at me, staring at me. And they say cardinals, they can be like harbingers of, you know, spirit world or whatever. And it was staring at me the whole time, just looking right at me. I'm like, oh, is that somebody trying to give me a sign? Like, you know, chill out. It's okay. But looking at me for the longest time, I was like, wow, okay. Well, it's just a little reminder because, you know, like at Christmas time, you know, we had Christmas and then, you know, uh, our son and daughter-in-law had their baby and it was just, everything was coming at me at once. And I wanted everything to be perfect. That Norman Rockwell picture that I have in my head because I'm just weird. And I was doing this and this and this, and, and I was getting myself stressed out. And my husband put his hands on my shoulders and he says, honey, you are stressing about things that haven't even happened yet. Right. He said, and I was like, oh, you're right. He goes, so you know what? That meal you're planning, that's tomorrow's problem. Those gifts yeah. we're going to give away, that's two days from now's problem. We're going to watch a baby, that's three weeks from now's problem. So just don't worry about it, you know, because it's not helping you. And and he's so right. And he's so wise. And I just love him to death. So those kinds of things, if I can help anybody that's listening to this podcast, I have to remind myself, and so does my husband, obviously, that I, you guys, you got to live for the moment. You got to live for the moment. It's hard to do. I, I don't know. It, it's so hard. But yeah, you have to, you want to experience joy in the moment. You don't want to have the thief of joy or whatever when you're yeah. worrying about something else that that's tomorrow's problem or worry. Exactly. But yeah, easier said than yes. done. I, I'm a worrier too. So no, I know. I know. So I know you have to go. So I'm going to have you tell my listeners where they can find you. And you know, when you do, like, I know you're gonna have a website. So that way, if you do finally finish Reiki, uh, maybe they can come to you for sessions. And I love that you already have ability. So to me, you're just that much more powerful. So just uh, give us all your information. Yeah. 
Thank you so much. Yeah, so I have a website. So I have wendymcokeauthor.com. You can go on there and kind of see what the resort is all about. I've got pictures on there, and it's really fun. You can get my books on there. Um, You can just go on uh, Amazon and look my name up, Wendy and Coke, K-O-K, spelled that way. My books will come up. So I have a great resort and my second book, and An Awakening. That's all on there. And I also have my podcast. It's called A Juicy Pair Podcast. I'd love you guys to um, take a look at it or listen. You know, I have all kinds of creatives on the show, and I love the paranormal, and I also like talking about mental health, too. So, yeah, really fun. You can look me up. I'm on all the major directories, and it's uh, www.ajuicypairpodcast.com. Absolutely. And guys, I'll put everything on my show notes because Wendy is a pretty good friend of mine. And guys, she's fantastic. And uh, her books, have they've won awards, guys. So, you know, check it out. I the book that I just read of yours. I thought, wow, this is cool. I, I, I know this person. She's, she's, a, she's a writer. This is awesome. You know, because I get bored of books really easily. And yours kept my attention. I couldn't put it down. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's good. I want to know what's going on here. Well, from one author to another, thank you so much. Because, you know, I write in first person present tense because even I don't know what's going to happen next. So <laughs> I, that's the best way to write. I love writing in first tense. Right. I, I just, yeah. it keeps the tension, you know, they, it makes them want to turn the page. Exactly. Because if I have a book figured out in the first two chapters, I'm not going to read the book. No, no. So, but I will add everything in my show notes and Wendy, of course, as always, you have been fantastic and thank you for coming on my show, girl. Oh, well, thank you. It's been lovely talking with you. It always is. And uh, I really enjoy coming on the show. So thank you so much. Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again and I will see you next week.